I want to be that person that they describe in the little description. If you are laid back and love natural moments captured, you know, you're, you know, I'm the photographer for you. Well, everybody wants to be that person. Yeah. <laughs> My pictures are, according to his, in his words, single-minded. I'm like focusing on one thing. I'm trying to say one thing, not a million different things. Like when I'm taking family pictures, people are like, oh, the background and this. And I'm like, no, the picture is about you all. There's laughter and quiet moments shared between lovers and friends. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Framed with Love. This is your host, Rhiannon Marquez. All the music for this podcast is thanks to Zoe Hansen. And today I interview Sophie Warren, another photographer from Barbados, known for her very natural and candid style. She's worked with many magazines there and was actually one of the first people to introduce me to photography and the fundamentals of it, such as aperture, shutter speed... And I took one of her workshops and she helped me choose my first camera, which was a Nikon. Now I'm a Canon convert, but she really played an instrumental role in my decision to pursue photography or at least decide to take it up as a hobby and realize how much I love it, how much I love to frame scenes and capture a picture in an unexpected moment, something that I think that she does amazingly. So Sophie's a little different to some of my other guests that I've had so far. She is just as sweet and beautiful, but very introverted, very quiet. And it's interesting how she has gotten her work out to the world. And I think it's beautiful because so many of us creatives really have to push our work and that's really hard and challenging but she hasn't and still her work has quietly received recognition and been appreciated by many people and she still has managed to be sought after but you'll see that comparisons happen for everyone and I think that something we really notice is how when we finally make it as a creative in terms of it being our day job and not just our side hustle that that too can hinder us so without further ado here's sophie concept of the podcast is you know creating stuff and how love fuels that and how pursuing your passion the whole journey basically and with each person it's not just tips for in general how to create but very specific to you so what made you decide that you wanted to pursue photography and any advice you'd give about that to start off with what yeah what made you decide that you would study photography well you didn't study it what did you study I studied communication okay photography as electives but communication I kind of focused on interpersonal communication and intercultural communication so not necessarily the mass media side of it it was how to relate and communicate with people and it was film when I was at university when I did the photography courses and I liked it but it wasn't like oh I have to do this and so it wasn't until after I'd had two kids that somebody suggested, somebody here was teaching a photography course 
and it was digital photography. So it was a six weeks course and it was like digital photography was perfect because it was everything that I loved, which is just taking the pictures. Um, and no dark room and chemicals and you waiting and no, okay. no, it was, I don't know, um, I'm not detail oriented so like taking out uh, the film was nerve wracking and then measuring the chemicals and then knowing if I was doing it right and then if I messed it up, it's all gone. <laughs> um, it happened a couple times to me and that's why I knew how it felt. Um, so yeah, doing the digital course then the guy that taught me was like, oh my gosh, you are natural composition wise, you know, and that sort of thing. I was, it was easy for me and he encouraged me to then take a couple more courses with him and start charging people for taking pictures. So you were doing another job, are you still doing, do you do it on the side or have you decided that photography is your main? Yeah, well, when I did the courses, I wasn't working. Okay. I was just stay at home and I started charging and so I did mainly family pictures and then to supplement my income, <laughs> I did a, just an office job um, and then about a year and a half ago, I stopped the office job because it was too demanding. I had too many weddings and editing and that sort of thing. It was getting in the way. So I stopped that. So it was just photography. Mm -hmm. And the wedding stuff you've been doing for a while, it's only recently that you decided that... So I started, my first wedding was 2010 and it kind of fluctuated between like one year it was at least two weddings a month and then another year kind of dropped off a little bit so it kind of fluctuated because I never advertise it's all word of mouth um, Facebook and website kind of thing and then this well the year before 2016 was very very busy with weddings and I got kind of burnt out <laughs> so then I stopped booking too many and you know with weddings you have they usually book like a year in advance sometimes. So um, this January, I kind of will be my last one because mm -hmm. I made the decision in the summer, so it takes a little while <laughs> to finish off what you've booked. Right. So, and then you plan on going forward with like more family? Uh, I'm kind of at a crossroads where I'm not sure what mm -hmm. I'm going to do because um, I'm not really enjoying the families either. Um, so I think I'm more leaning towards like stock photography. Right. Like I've seen some of the stuff you've done stories and stuff in the group. Yeah. And um, I guess like you don't have to direct people. No. So the few that I did the stories were for people that need social media content. Mm -hmm. So artists, yoga teachers. So it's really what do you do and let me just take you doing whatever it is that you do, which is what I more enjoy. I hate directing people. Yeah. I really hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did see the shots that you did for like Brittany. Mm -hmm. and that. Those were beautiful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks. And how do you like manage to keep up your blogging and stuff? Is that a way that you market it? Or? Um, the blogging has always been more of, for me, like I try not to even think about people reading it because right. if I do, I don't write anything. Um, so it's been more of 
just like a journal because that's why I call it now a journal so that I can look back on my work and therefore people can then see what I've done um, but I've always tried to keep it very natural like I don't try and follow you know 10 tips to engage or whatever because once I started doing that it's not me anymore so I've always tried to only do it when I'm inspired to do it but sometimes it's like a month and then it's like oh my gosh I haven't written anything Um, and I try and make it more image heavy because that's how I communicate better than words (laughs) so how do you deal in terms of like as a creative person Mm -hmm. the whole comparison I'm terrible, and that's one of my biggest um, struggles, is comparing myself to others. And that actually happened with the wedding photography, is just thinking that people are booking me because so-and-so is booked, and so-and-so is booked, so, and I'm a good price, so that's probably why. So, And I'm always comparing myself, and it's terrible, and I know I shouldn't do it. But yeah, it's, it's a big so struggle. Especially with everything you make, it's very personal as well. Mm-hmm. So it's how you navigate that. Because there are also so many other talented people. And it doesn't mean that you aren't as talented yeah. as you are. Yeah. And for a while, I found it fairly easy here because I didn't find there was really many people, there weren't many people doing it the way I was doing it. And then more recently, there have been people that, like, I'm not sure if people looking at the picture could tell who it was that took the picture. And to me, that was always a really big thing I wanted to be, you know, make yeah, sure if somebody saw a picture, yeah, that they knew it was me. And now I find that it's not as easy. So I compare myself all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think there's going to be a few more photographers. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it's competitive. It's, it can be really... And I'm not competitive at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd rather be in the background. Yeah. So... Um, if people are pushing themselves, I tend to go the other way and just not want to right. say anything. Yeah. So. I remember reading your article, the, the, the why. Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me. Yeah. Because it's not about the money and it's not about recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really was trying to figure out why am I even doing photography, you know? And why do people need photography? And why would somebody want to yeah. pay me to do photography? Yeah. So it was, I think that's um, maybe been one of the factors in evaluating, you know, should I even be doing weddings? Should I be doing family pictures if it's not what I love doing? I thought I'd jump in here and reference Sophie's article called The Why where she was called out by a friend at one of her son's events for not having her big camera because she was always the one to capture these moments on her fancy camera. And she realized that she'd started to take her iPhone everywhere. And although our iPhones are amazing these days and take great quality pictures, she was upset because she started to ignore her why as photography became more of a job. So I'd like to quote her here. She says she's passionate about memories. And to quote, that's where I started. I wanted to capture memories, the natural, the candid, unposed. I sometimes struggled when hired for family portraits. I knew I was being paid to produce classic family portraits, but that's not why I was passionate about photography. 
capturing the special times but also the mundane. Birthdays and days at home, beach days and playdates, graduations and first dates. You can't have a professional photographer living in your back pocket, unless you're on reality TV or something. So why not learn how to capture those memories, your own memories, that really sunk in with me as we can often get dragged into the hustle and bustle of things. So next we go on talking about the mushy love stuff. What, what inspires you? Are there any specific things or like in terms of maybe being a mother or wife, that kind of stuff? Does that help you? Um, I think early on the kids did, but now they're older. <laughs> they're just they're just a pain to take pictures of now because they don't want their picture taken and they're not as cute anymore I'll be honest <laughs> you know sitting at a computer is really not as cute as playing in the sand or something so um, I would say that my biggest inspiration is definitely nature the beach you know just and light on in nature so drives to school in the morning Usually I'm like, oh, I should be taking pictures now because it changes a lot then during the middle of the day when I have time to go. It's like I'm not that inspired. So it's nature and light together, mm-hmm. not one without the other, I don't think. Okay. Yeah. And you still are mainly doing natural lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I was forced to use be using flash at weddings because you have to get the shot kind of thing. And that's another reason why I'm kind of pulling away from that because I mean I'm sure there are photographers that are like no I'm only natural light even at weddings but I found it hard not to use it to deliver what the client wanted um, and I much prefer not to use um, artificial light. Do you feel like you have to change your style a lot for a client? Yeah yes and it's hard because you kind of feel like well they hired me because they want my style however I've, I learned after a few times that, yes, they want your style. However, they want clear pictures and this moment and that moment and that. So when you start putting those um, parameters, I find it hard to do my, my creative, natural stuff when I'm trying to get these other things. And that's why then I got a second shooter because then I found I could cover more bases, but then I was doing all the have-to-get shots and none of the creative shots. So, and then it was like, well, this is really no fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing with wedding photography. It can very quickly become something that's so commercial. Yeah. And it's figuring out, yeah, how to be able to keep your style. Yeah. And recently I was reading um, a photographer's their like intro page so if you went to their site to see if you want to book them for being for their wedding for your wedding I was like I want to be that person that they describe in the little description if you are laid back and love natural moments captured you know you're you know I'm the photographer for you well everybody wants to be that person yeah it's like having all the more to the right exactly and in reality they're like I mean I'll have brides or families call me and be like I'm sure you took a picture at this point I don't see it um that's because it didn't come out or I didn't you know it didn't look good or and I hated that yeah. pressure of yeah, thinking and it makes you feel like a little inadequate, I guess. yeah and they don't trust me and I 
said beforehand, you know, trust me and, you know, I'll give you... And I do give everything. I don't hold back. Why would I hold back a picture of somebody else's wedding? (laughs) I don't want it from, you know, me. So... Do you manage to get to know them well before? I found that a really big struggle as well. Um, People, you kind of talk about wanting to get to know them before, but um, destination weddings, it would be difficult to really get a feel for somebody. I find it difficult to do that. And then local weddings, you kind of feel, oh, well, I kind of know who they are, you know, from before. But I am introverted, so it would be hard for me to just strike up a conversation, especially like on Skype or something with somebody that's um, overseas. So I found that really difficult. And I know about the whole questionnaires and all that but oh, still, you know oh yes oh, yeah okay. they have all these templates you know ask this question this you know what's your favorite this and what's your favorite that and when did you meet and how did you so do this like and, yes but I just I could never get into it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it seems almost like too scripted yeah. yeah yeah so where have you been you've done some destination weddings right well coming when I say oh, destination people, people coming here, here yeah okay. I didn't actually travel so how would because you definitely don't market yourself as much as the, quite the other mm-hmm. companies. So how do people from away find out about you? Just word of mouth. Word of mouth, random finding, I guess, right. on Google. Right. You know. And I guess you've had some of your stuff in magazines yeah. there as well. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I guess you're saying your favorite thing to shoot now at this point is like people doing what they love. Mm-hmm. So when did you get your first camera? Technically, when I did that course, I mean, I had had little pancake, you know, mm-hmm the instant cameras all growing up. Um, I guess when I went away to school, I would have gotten my first camera. Um, And looking back, I never really gave any thought when I took pictures. It was very, you know, I'm taking this picture to capture this moment kind of thing. No, and I didn't really take pictures of pretty things. I was doing it of the moments that were happening. And I grew up with a mother that always took pictures you know every Christmas not even Christmas beach you know everything she was always taking pictures but of people you know of us doing stuff um and then it wasn't really until I did those courses here that I then got a proper camera and started taking pictures of pretty things (laughs) or random things So you said your mom did a lot of pictures. Is mm-hmm. your family creative in general? Not really, not overly. My mom did a bit of um, interior designing, but never did it as a job. Mm-hmm. And I've always been creative with, I've like dabbled. So, you know, I've loved pastels and painting to a certain degree and ceramics but I've never really been really good at one thing so I was always kind of good in those mm-hmm. things but then photography just seemed easy and then you have your sister is it just yes. the two no I have a younger brother and they're not great if anything I'm the most creative out of yeah but did you feel like your family like nurtured that kind of no because <laughs> I, I mean I guess you could say I was creative also because I did a lot of dance um, that is considered an art but no I was told when I went to university that it was a degree other than art it was not going to be an art degree <laughs> hence the communication major because it was so broad and I knew I could apply it to 
tourism here mm-hmm. you know it was just practical. yeah very practical and and I do think it did help me it does help me to today because when I'm taking a picture I'm thinking about what what am I saying mm-hmm. which some people don't really give any thought to um, so knowing from those communication courses certain imagery and looking at things and what people hear and see has mm-hmm. helped me so it wasn't a waste yeah <laughs> mom <laughs> and, and dad they just like teach themselves mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right but I think from the teacher here saying that it seemed so natural to me I think the communication may have helped in that aspect because right. I'm very my pictures are according to his, in his words single-minded I'm like focusing on one thing I'm trying to say one thing not a million different things like when I'm taking family pictures people are like oh the background and this and I'm like no the picture is about you all not the view in the background and the this and the that and everything else so yeah like your pictures are more like you don't get distracted by like, right things, exactly right? so and I mean when you were taking the shots of like stores and stuff I guess that mm-hmm. would be really good because every, like, when something's really busy how do, how do you deal with that yeah well that's it's so such a struggle and as I say people want you know to take pictures and somewhere that's a nice view and everything I'm like well is it about the view (laughs) or about you Mm -hmm. um and those ones of the yoga teachers and the the artist it was easier to just focus on what they were doing Mm -hmm. and did you think like it was important to get to know to get to know them each time like with the artist yeah, um, for in, uh, it's easy to use the example. So the yoga teachers, I knew it, the nature was important to them, and that's why then we did it in at Farley Hill, which was very green, and um, and I knew I wanted a certain warmth, so I wanted <clears throat> I needed to do it in the afternoon when the you know the light was nice and warm, and then also it was a mother daughter. So I wanted to show the communication between the two of them, which they made it very easy because they are mother and daughter. I mean, it was natural. So you didn't have to direct them? Hardly ever. And I mean, I've only done a little bit of yoga. So it was kind of, I was relying on them to really do what they know to do. Right. So I would maybe just put them in the right place with light and that sort of thing. And how did you figure out valuing your work? I mean, that's like things for artists. Really <laughs> I was going to say, I still... I'm always told that I undersell all the time. Um, I don't put a lot of value on what I do. I always think, you know, why would somebody pay me to do this? Um, And with family pictures, I struggle because I want it to be affordable for a family because I think it's important to capture, you know, certain times, yeah, of your life. Um, so I feel I would feel guilty to make it um, too expensive. Mm-hmm. Again, weddings. I know that they're really, really expensive. I know that I'm going to work hard, and you know, so I know I need to um, charge a certain amount. But to go over and above that just because I think oh, you know I'm worth it, I find that really hard, right. and I tend not to do it. Even though it takes you so much time, it's like so much of your time editing as well. And I tell myself, this, the camera's expensive, my software is expensive, you know, I try and tell myself all of that, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I always undersell. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
hard because you definitely want to get the work and you want to give them the image and then mm -hmm. you enjoy it, but mm -hmm. then you have that, like, that's definitely. So what do you think has been your biggest challenge? I guess like in certain ways we've sort of touched on that. Mm -hmm. I guess my biggest challenge is doing what I want to do, which sounds funny, but I'm also a big fan of taking these like personality tests and um, there was one I took the other day that told me that I'm a, uh, an obliger, so I am always wanting to meet others' expectations and so I think somewhere along the way I got sidetracked into doing yeah what everybody either hopes I do or should do you know the weddings and I mean I thought doing weddings for a long time because I knew it was going to drain me I knew that it was going to be difficult but then I ended up doing them anyway and then I got burnt out <laughs> so um I find it really hard just to say no I'm doing this because that's what I want to do I want to take pictures of flowers all day long. <laughs> I mean, it sounds ridiculous, and people would say, "Oh, well, that's you know, oh, how nice, you know, you yeah. you know, you just get to do that whole day." But it's a lot more than that. But I think that's my biggest. Yeah. I mean, I was struggling with in the end, in terms of like, as as a creative, it can always be hard of how like other people perceive you mm -hmm. because there's, especially in Barbados, a lot more respect for like the desk job and you know, mm -hmm. being an accountant to lawyer or whatever. Yeah. In a way, a lot of people think that the creatives are like it's a lazy excuse to just mm -hmm. do what they love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's how do you figure that out, and then also not worry so much about that kind of judgment anyway. Yeah, because I mean, when when I got married, I worked for a little while, but then when I had kids, I stayed home, and that was actually very different to a lot of other friends of mine. You know, a lot of my friends went back to work and had housekeepers and whatever, but I, we had made the decision that we wanted me to stay home. And even that was really difficult to deal with all the, oh, how nice, oh my gosh, it must be so nice. But little did everybody know that we couldn't travel anymore. You know, we weren't eating out at restaurants. I couldn't um, shop like how I wanted to. And it was a really big financial struggle, but we were willing to take on that for me staying home and in I guess the same way in photography it was kind of like well weddings is where the money is you know or people are like oh you should do corporate events and headshots and I'm like oh my gosh I would rather kill myself than do those things I mean I wouldn't want to do photography if that was the only thing I'm always thinking people are thinking oh that's such oh that's so nice Sophie's so lucky that she just gets to do what she loves to do so yeah, it's a struggle. And like, what about when you have a difficult client? How do you deal with that? I mean, you've already. You know, <laughs> I'm a pleasure. <laughs> sure, yes. I've definitely um, just tried to deliver what they want or what I think they want. Um, just I've always just bent toward, you know, as I said, using the flash and that sort of thing. But it has gone to a point where I've decided that. I will say no to the job. I'd rather not work for you than to go against you, like to argue with you when I'm doing the job. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not confrontational. Right. <laughs> so I'd rather say, no, I'm not the person for you than, and I'm, because I'm sure there's some photographers that would work with the person and say, well, no, I think you should do this, or no, I don't agree with that. But 
I'm not that type of person. But I mean, what if you don't realize beforehand that situation? I've been miserable. Okay. <laughs> and I'll try and just finish the job. Mm-hmm. But yeah, been miserable yeah. doing certain jobs with yeah. certain and people. Just no going forward. Yeah, like if they call me, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> I have to make an excuse or yeah. say, you know, that I'm not, not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so. And the next question, so you're a bit wired with all about like the pressure of like mm-hmm. when it becomes your job, and, mm-hmm. which like yes, I can totally understand that. But how do you how do you deal with the extra pressure? Because when you're creating it because you love it, it's a very different feeling to creating it mm-hmm. just to provide for somebody's images. Yeah, well, I find it sucks all the creativity out of me. I'm not creative anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it really difficult to come up with any ideas because I'm constantly thinking that it needs to be a certain way Um, I work with somebody who actually happens to be family and he knows how I work best so he gives me a very long leash when we're working together and he just leaves me alone I mean I, I don't know I don't know if he gets frustrated in the end because, you know, he might look at the images and be like, oh my gosh, that was not what I was thinking. But he, I guess he just knows going in with me that that's what's going to be. Yeah. 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 I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, like that you just need more creative space. You don't need Definitely. Like guidelines. And that's why I find actually shooting people for portraits is difficult because they're focused on me. But whereas the stories, they're focused on what they're doing and they have no idea. Yeah. And I mean, usually they're pleasantly surprised then when they see what I've captured. Mm -hmm. But posing, weddings, families, it's kind of like they are relying on my direction. Mm Do you still do the St. Gabriel's headshots? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I told them that. I said, I keep saying last year was my last, last, but I mean, I do, I, yeah, and it's kind of like, this is it, I'm not trying to be creative, it's, you know, and I love the expressions, I mean, the kids are hilarious, Um, it's afterwards when the parents are like, you know, why didn't, why didn't you make them smile more, why didn't you, like, you know, brush their hair, and I'm like, you know, it's not about those things, but those are some, you know, few compared to the fun I have doing it. So I'll do it for as long as they yeah. want me to. I, mean, I remember one of the times Abby had it, and I love the shot you got her, but like nobody remembered that she had it that day. So she was like wearing her like <laughs> t-shirt and her hair is like a mess, but it's such a cute picture. Well, that's my my take on it. Like if my kid went to school with his hair all messy every single day. You know what, picture day, you can go to school with your hair messy. I mean, I wouldn't really want it, yeah, if they had a black eye or something. Um, And I have postponed because of, you know, things like that. But um, to me, it's, you're naturally cute and beautiful. So why do all that stuff to not, you know, look like that? Which I guess that's like the whole juxtaposition between those kind of things and Mm -hmm. kids and family things where he's like, on the wedding, it's like they want everything to be un- unusual. Yes, perfect. and well, even family pictures. I mean, it drives me crazy. I I have never had family pictures done. Like my parents, like growing up, we never. I shouldn't say never. My mother did have somebody come and take pictures of us, but it was kind of the way I've always envisioned it. It was doing whatever we were doing. 
Um, and then with my family now, the only time I've ever done it was when I swapped with another photographer. I did her family pictures and she did mine. And it was like, you know, you, you think about what you're going to wear. You think what you're going to put on. And then um, we went to the beach. And it was very natural. But I've had people, like, shout at their kids, you know, about if they're not smiling properly. And then their tears. And then in the next frame, they're, oh, smiling. And they're all fake smiles. And everybody wants to drink. And everyone's like... Yeah. And I'm like, why bother? it's horrible this is not a portrayal your family is completely different because you're so many of you um but your parents have never made it out to be that it has to be perfect but i have had those clients where it has to be perfect you know the woman the mother is never happy with how she looks in the pictures no matter what um and then the dad is like how fast can i get out of here and you can see it in the pictures. So I just don't yeah. enjoy those at all. And it's hard to know beforehand if it's going to happen or not. Yeah. And I've been surprised sometimes when I think that I know the people. And I go there and I'm like, are you serious? Like, yeah, completely different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely different. Yeah. So um, in terms of like, oh, he's not so much the creative type. Do you find that helps balance you out? <laughs> um, I think he is very nurturing and like is like my biggest cheerleader so he's always encouraging me um and I guess that I'm happy that he is happy doing his work so that he can make the money <laughs> um but the the bad thing about the two of us is that we're too similar when it comes to the whole not valuing ourselves enough so I never get the whole, oh, you should charge more for that because we're both the same attitude and we both feel the same way about um, not wanting to come across one way and be another. So we want things to be natural. So I think sometimes we're too much alike, mm. although he's not creative. Yeah, um, the personality. The personality, yeah, we're yeah. too much alike. <laughs> um, but he definitely encourages me to be creative, right. even though he does not. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask him if a picture looks good, and he's like, no, yeah, sure, yeah, if yeah. you say so. So interesting how that works out, because with Anya, her husband seems to be like, quite creative. Well. Right, yeah. And then, I mean, my parents are both not that creative, but then like, personality-wise, they're completely opposite. Right. And then in your case, it's like you're often in terms of creativity, personality. Yeah, like, and it, we, we never argue, because we just think so much I like right. that sometimes it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> we're both too easy going <laughs> how do you guys meet again um well you know in just everybody kind of knows everybody um and yeah it was just we ended up having similar friends at that time because he's so much older than me He's ten, nine years older than me, oh. almost ten. Um, and I knew his brother better. I dated his brother <laughs> when we were much younger. Um, so he was divorced and hanging out with more of his brother's friends. And it was when I had come back to work and stuff. So obviously I was hanging out with, you know, older yeah. people and stuff. I mean, and when, when you come back after the time, you just have, like, you have a whole new set of friends. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird how it happens. Yeah. yeah. So... It was, yeah, mutual friends. I mean, I remember when, because, like, I guess a lot of my friends have not been back. This will be their, like, second year. Mm-hmm. Home. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't, I don't know who I'll hang out with. So there's still so many people that mm-hmm. aren't back. And then yeah. the people that are back weren't the people that they used to be friends with. Yeah, it's really strange how yeah. it all happens. Yeah.
happens, yeah. Because yeah. even when I think about when I first came out, who I was friends with, I'm no longer, I don't hang out with them anymore. Yeah. So it definitely changes. Yeah, even though it's such a small place. I know. It's so true. Yeah. can go years without seeing somebody. <laughs> You always feel like it would be so easy to, but I come home like, oh yeah, we'll definitely like do a beach day mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it's mm-hmm. like, like, well, Christmas is always just crazy. Yeah, so. and it ends up kind of your interest and who you are spending time with. You know, it sounds funny who you're spending time with, but it everybody's connected. Mm-hmm. So if you're not hanging out with those people for the Christmas, then you don't end up seeing yeah. them at all. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah, I definitely find that. Here, I guess because it's so small, I do feel like the judgment factor more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a little bit more like wary about like putting out things that I care about and I'm mm-hmm. here versus like when I'm in Toronto, everyone's just so different and so yeah. diverse and like being creative is awesome yeah. and like kind of here. It's like, how is she managing to do that kind of right. thing? Right. Well, that's the weird thing is that it's small, so you think everybody knows what's happening. But so often judgments are made when you're like, you don't even know yeah. what else is happening in my life to know, mm-hmm. know to pass judgment on that. Yeah. So it's kind of strange and not nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess, I mean, same thing with like a small town. It's just it's the whole album. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So what tips would you give to someone starting, starting out? Tips? Um, I guess things that I should listen to myself for. Um, doing what you love to do and keeping true staying true to that not listening to what maybe people think you should do or you know is the most lucrative way it's more doing what and learning about yourself I think I asked you know I look at myself too much but I think it really helps with finding the right path that you should be on is knowing about yourself I mean, it sounds cheesy, those Myers-Briggs tests or whatever they're called. Journaling and asking yourself certain questions. And there's so many kind of things that you can look up about just finding stuff about yourself, things to ask. Um, I don't know if I would consider it meditating. I definitely spend a lot of time just daydreaming, Mm. praying, just Mm. not really... Don't, not being I think when I think meditating I think nothingness yeah. so I definitely don't do that because yes. <laughs> there's always yeah. something going on in there um, but I definitely but you allow yourself to feel things, yes right? and I my personality is as I said um, introvert so I feel energized after being alone mm-hmm. whereas when I'm around too many people I feel very drained yeah so mm-hmm. being alone definitely helps <laughs> me. I know that was a lot to take in, but it was lovely to sit with Sophie and chat and you can really sense how humble she is about her work. And at the end of the day, we're all creators, whether we're in banking even or a writer, it's a more traditional idea of creative, but we're all creating something and putting it out there. And I think it was very interesting how she basically was saying don't judge a book by its cover we all have our struggles and it's not easy to share 
than with the world and it's very brave of my guests to come on here and to share their stories and include those struggles and I thank them so much and I hope that it's making us feel a little bit more connected Woman well lit Peace together with something like love There's laughter and quiet moments shared between lovers and friends. Something in me knows this house won't be. Every time.